My name is Mark Copes. <sighs> I'm Andrew Baxter. And this is... <sighs> Episode number 44 of... Puppies and Watermelon. Welcome back oh. to the show. <sighs> welcome, welcome. Where things are flawless and... Nothing ever goes wrong with technical problems. How are you, Baxter? I'm very good. I'm very good. I, uh, I think I've been doing well. I've, I've been doing lots of how exercise. Well? In fact, I've been sat down. How well? Well, I, I'm quite tired. <laughs> I'm bloody tired too. <laughs> this is going to be... Which is why I'm drinking tea again. <laughs> oh, nice. This is going to be a cracker. Uh, I'll tell you what, but, uh, I've been doing well since the, uh, the last time we recorded. I, uh, I was listening to our ep- to our previous episode just a uh, proof listening i guess that's the right term huh. i was listening to it at work like just just get some work done whilst listening to it in the background and uh i was on some bluetooth headphones and i'm going no oh, these are crap i don't know why i use them I'll just, I'll just turn them off and plug my normal headphones in and my understanding of what would happen next was that i would turn the bluetooth headphones off and my phone would say oh there's no headphones plugged in i'll just uh i'll just pause that for you shall i oh god and it didn't Okay. What it decided to do instead in a nice quiet office was it went, oh, you got no headphones plugged in. I've got a speaker. Let's try this one for size. And uh, the choice, oh, Jesus. choice thing for it to ring out was it just went, turn off, beep, wet toilet paper <laughs> rung out across the office. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because, I mean, protocol is to hit pause. That's what Bluetooth should do. Yeah. But you unplug headphones, it just goes... That's all right. I've got your bag. Like, I mean, of all the yeah. things we talk about, I mean, it's pretty bad it's for public consumption. Just, <laughs> just straight out across the office, wet toilet paper. Oh, jeez. Uh, what would be worse? Would it be worse some explaining. staying wet toilet paper or would it be worse doing... I'm not sure. Oh, I'm going to have to reset that again. Uh, so that's what's been going down. How, did you, uh, how have you been, Coach? <laughs> how did your workmates go down with that? Did you? Did it sound like you, or was it me? No, it was it was you. But uh, <laughs> it was it was it's weird how you can't. This kind of thing happens, and you expect more to be made of it, but everyone kind of just ignores it, oh. which is really weird. Because if I say something stupid, they, everyone picks up on it. But if a phone makes a noise which is not meant to, like oh dear, someone. How do you have seems to be me? But I wonder if that's just confirmation bias that I only notice when I do it. Oh, I, Either way, you'd think I'd know how to run a phone by now. I remember a friend telling me at, at the uni library, which is the sh- sanctuary of silence, like you cannot make sound in a university library. And they had like a proper library. Um, earphones in their ears and they were listening to some good music. And you know how like, yeah, music you can have. I'm not sure if you do this, but while I'm sitting down, I'm listening to music and sometimes it's quite loud and quite often... I'll take the earbuds out just to see what does this sound like versus everyone else. And if I can only hear, you know, a dull thing, that's fine. I, I, I do this. Constantly. I, do this. I don't trust that that they're that sound like silent for the outside. And apparently this person had them in the ears, things were good, but didn't realize they hadn't plugged it into the device. So like the people <laughs> around their study table were just listening to their music. So I've done that on the I did that on the bus once when I was uh, I think yeah, I guess it was recently after I'd got a new phone, and for some reason I thought I'll just—I did the thing that we used to do when I before I had my phone on silent all the time, which was I—I'll just check 
I'll check what some of the different ringtones sound like because obviously the default one isn't very nice. And I listened to a couple of them and then suddenly I'm realizing something doesn't seem right. Take my headphones out. Yeah, this entire time it's just been playing out the speakers. And you're just the dummy. Everyone was very yeah. nice. No, yeah, no one mentioned it and then I stopped. You just said the dummy that's going through every ringtone like a six-year-old. Yeah, I was just confused. Like, why did my phone was just like, oh, you're trying out ringtones, tell you what, and I won't actually play them for the headphones. Can we, up, can we like if, update yeah. our library of ringtones, please? Like telephone companies? Let's have something interesting then. Like, I want something that doesn't embarrass me when it goes off in public. Can that be done? Give me a song, anything. But the, th- but the thing is that as soon as you have a song, it says a lot about you. And you do get over your so favourite song very quickly, don't you, if you listen to it too much? Yeah, very quickly. If you have it as an alarm, oh, it just doesn't work. Don't set a favourite song as an alarm because you'll end up hating that song. I still have a very Pavlovian response to some <laughs> of my alarms when they go off. And it immediately takes me back to being on some stupid mind site, having to get up at ridiculous o'clock in the morning, uh, and it just, it's just it just starts your you know starts your day off badly. It's sad when something favorite goes bad like that. Actually, happened uh, this weekend. <laughs> uh, we went um, camping with Russ on the Sterling Ranges, and just got back yesterday, so I'm a bit zonked. But the, the thing was, we best thing about hiking. I'm not sure other people do this, but I just love listening to music. And so usually when we used to do bib track hikes, we'd you know, bring an MP3 player and listen with the earphones, but wasn't prepared. And so we we're just playing it out of our phone because this was kind of like, we had been on the Sterling Rangers for like oh, seven years. And so a lot's changed. Like phones are awesome now. Like we had, he had Telstra reception, so we had, you know, full smartphone. At one stage we're in the tent, we were watching the football at night time, like in the tent. <laughs> How does this happen? We're in the middle of a mountain range. But one of the things was I had... Uh, had a few downloaded albums on Google Music I had. I can tell you which ones I had. And they weren't chosen before. They were just like cased from previously. They had uh, Lego Movie 2 soundtrack, which is a cracker. Had the latest Hilltops Hood album, which is a cracker. Had a bit of My Chemical Romance, which was good if you were like in an emo mood, which didn't happen too much. And then we had the latest Taylor Swift album. I've, I've listened to My Chemical Romance a bit initially. Oh, the news, actually, I have not listened to Lego yet. It's bloody awesome. Like when it came out, I listened to it all day, just on repeat. I don't know why. Like it, it's just good music. And so we listened to it. <laughs> well, bad for us. We listened to it about I don't know why three or I four times. And I think, I think it was nice about it, but you probably got over it. <laughs> it would be bad. I think, actually, I think I know the reason why I didn't listen to it. It's because Spotify is doing this thing where when a new album's released, it will have it on the top of your feed like, hey, such and such album's been released. And my instant reaction is, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> No, it's actually a really handy feature. But I don't, I don't, <laughs> it is, but I just don't want to be told. I don't think announcements of albums are big anymore because I don't think artists make money from album releases. It's all about being on a playlist or going on tour. So it's not really as important as it was back. But I still like hang out for new albums to come out. I do know that uh, some. Charts now include streams as the part of the criteria for wow. us, which is obviously a massive step forward because everyone's listening to, I say everyone, the vast majority of people who listen to a lot of music listen to it via stream, via streaming, and that means that it should really skew what's being I feel to. like that could be farmed, though, like, a, you know, down It could be. How do you yeah. count it? Like, how many streams is worth one buy? Yeah, that too. Like, 100? Because when I buy a track, I'm definitely not listening to it a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Like, have a think about some of your CDs, that your favorite CDs. You've played it a damn lot. Surely it should be like, how many times you listen to it this week? But then you're going to have to, yeah. 
I, can't, I, I don't know. I'm sure someone somewhere has a big spreadsheet and, and they figure it knows. out. Mm. Uh, speaking of just quickly on the Stealing Rangers, I just want to admire. Oh, first of all, thanks very much for us. He's he listened to some some stage, but he was a awesome guide. He'd done this. This was his fourth time. You've been a bluff now, haven't you? Uh, I very close to the top of Bluff Knoll, and I also climbed the second tallest one, which the name escapes me right now. Bruja Torbrunup. Ah, so you you have done the day hike up there? I did. It was a, it was a day hike. It was a long. Yeah, word. I don't know. Too many words. They all, all became the same. But it was um, it was a great hike. Like you go across the range and then to Bluff Knoll, and that Bluff Knoll is like a looming mountain. Like you see that the whole time, and you're thinking that's. That's the last thing we have to climb. It's going to be a dog. And it's so like, I, I definitely appreciate now being able to go to the toilet whenever you want, like a, a flushing toilet. Like when you go to do number twos on a camping when trip, I go to do how do you do it? Yeah. Now you see, it's, it's, we've spoken about before a lot about how I like to do long runs and hikes, which means that you would think mm-hmm. that I've had to deal with this situation. Today, mm-hmm. I've not actually been caught short of a situation where I haven't oh, had access they've got, to a toilet. They've set up portals. Oh, I've just managed to plan it very well. Where I uh, so my, the most wow. recent trip, which was meant to be three days, I cut short by a day. So I just managed to just not. Uh, that happens a lot. Uh, some of my longer trips, I tend to find toilets around there. Uh, now, if I was, but the, the plan, oh, so you, the plan, the plan, here's the plan, is that I always, when I'm on these long trips, I always carry some toilet paper uh, in a dry bag mm-hmm. because wet toilet paper is useless. Um, mm-hmm. So I keep it dry. I don't really carry yeah, anything to dig a hole with. So I guess I'm just going to have to make sure I'm away from any waterways or any paths. And ideally, I would burn the toilet paper, but I don't always carry matches. Mostly, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm not sure if I'm an anomaly of this, but I'm not a like, I'm a person that has to take my pants right off. And if you've got like shoes and gaiters on, this toilet stop takes like a considerable amount of time, especially if you're in a hurry and it's really annoying if it's raining or if the grass is long and it's wet. And because I don't know how people can have it around their ankles and then somehow squat. Because if you're in that position and your aim isn't well or you're not leaning back far enough, that's a disaster. Disaster. Surely you just, yeah. That's, that's what I wonder. Like, do you have it around your knees so that when you lean, having a tree to lean against, does that help? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you've, got a, if you've got something that you can lean back on or hold on to, perfect. But that's got to be pretty, pretty premium. Sometimes you're not, you don't have that luxury of choice know. of where you're going to go. I don't know. So, so, so for one, I like, probably the first time in a long time, I didn't poop for a, a whole day and I thought it was going to explode and I didn't know what to do and I don't know how other people do it because it was just the torment of at night time. It's like, oh, it's getting dark. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go now and it's rainy and it's cold and I can't be bothered and then you're going to wait till the morning and then the morning's worse because you're tired, you're not getting out in the morning and it's just so great at home. Like if I want to go now, I could just go now. It's amazing. I- a, a lot has to be said for having a flushing toilet. My my main idea on this though is that if I'm really in a situation where I have no choice, then I have no choice, so it doesn't really matter too much. Like if 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 I really need to go, the fact that I haven't got a flushing toilet isn't really the biggest problem at that point. And I'm also very mm-hmm. aware that you're willing to the do longer what the needs races, to be done. 
I longer races that I enter, the more likely it's going to get to the point where I'm going to I'm going to run out of chances. Um, it must it must happen sometimes. It must. And I I've started mm. a race before going. Don't know if I'll make it to the end of this one. I mean, as soon as the, the thought enters my mind, it can't escape my mind. It just gets it compounds. I'm not sure how how you could deal with that. Like you can run with the thought of oh, oh, it's oh. not fun. I don't know. Kudos. Not fun. Yeah. Anyways, on to onwards. <laughs> onwards and upwards. <laughs> oh, I need to go back to Sterling Rangers. Yeah, it was, it was great. Like, uh, you see the – well, it's a hell of an accomplishment for me. Like, I don't know how Russ – he's like a Sherpa. He's done it so many times. But it's just – you see this huge rock mountain. You're like, how the hell are we going to get up that or around that or over that? And there's just this tiny little path that – it goes like right on the edge or through a little crevice. And it was really, really cool experience out there. Awesome. I view. remember the, the path from Bluff Knoll being a lot better than the path from Torbrun up. Torbrun up. Oh, for sure. That's up. luxury up there. Yeah. We managed to somehow time it. I think our last day we were, I think we got up at six and left at seven. And then we were at his house at midnight. So I think we got there about the top of Bluff Knoll, maybe nine. Oh, no. Top of Bluff Knoll just at sunset, like the last 30 seconds. And then we got down at, at night time and that path down yeah it's so great like it's so good to be on an actual path rather than bush bashing yeah well that, that would have been a hell of a walk through that day trip that you went uh well i mean we just went up and back down there but more recently i did try and go on a solo trek uh around the brecon beacons mountains near here they're a little bit lower than the study ranges not by much though only a couple of hundred meters but i did have at one point on that, I was going along. So I planned out this route very roughly on a computer. I had a map, opened up the OS maps. And I was like, I want to go from here. I want to park around here. I want to go over these mountains, around here, back here. And it has this nice snapping function where it's like, it's all right, I've got you. I'll just find a nice route along paths and tracks. And for most of the time, it worked great until it got to this point. When I was looking at the map, and there's a suspiciously straight line for about 2K. Okay. Uh, <laughs> walking along, and I'm like, oh, shit, I missed the turning. I go back, look at the map. No, I didn't. I'm definitely at the point where the turning's meant to be. And there is no, there's no path there. There's no track. I want to be a kilometer and a half that way. I can see where I want to be. And in, in the way is just bog. Boggy, marsh, horrible, wet bog. Has uh, the GPS wigged out of the last person or something? No, I just think that uh, whoever decided to draw that map was very optimistic and was like, yeah, there could be a track there. Who knows? Oof. And for half the way down, so, so it took me an hour and a half to go like kilometers away. I was very slow. Uh, and I was kept having hope that eventually this path would magically turn up. And in the end, I had to like escape off to a side and go find a different track. At which point, and then sat down and started listening to the cricket for a while because I was tired. But, uh, I can't help you with iTunes on Apple Watch. What? Apple? Sorry, I didn't talk. She can't go away. Um, have you noticed, like, I've been, when I was listening to last episode when we mentioned yep. the devices, mine, mine would hit pause and the phone would go, yes. <laughs> yeah, mine did that in the car. And it, and it's I didn't realise it did that. We've got to be really careful. I think uh, I think it made a note. Uh, <laughs> I hope this is going to be worth it. I hope I've still got it. Oh no! Yeah, he said uh, he just said, "What do you want the note to say?" And I said, "And it, I just responded back, and it, the note read, ha, no, I'm not sending him though.'" <laughs> right. 
It's not quite what I said, but I can't remember what I said. So the phone still wasn't great. But uh, yeah, so, <laughs> but the part of the reason I was uh, doing this uh, solo walk was I was trying to get some extra miles on my legs because I've still been running, doing a lot of running, and I had a mm-hmm. revelation a short while ago now. I meant, meant to bring it up in the previous episode. but uh, That you're going to stop. Great. What a revelation. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So, season's been getting going pretty long now. I'm just getting into a, quite a long chunk of the season where I've got, uh, I think I've got something like seven events in seven weeks of varying length. <laughs> one down, one down, getting through it. Uh, mm. Turns out, uh, actually on that one, turns out if you have a cold before an event and you haven't got a particular reason to do it, like I didn't, I've done this one before, uh, just don't do it. Just, 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 just set that one out because I was halfway up Snowden, which is a very similar height to Bluff Knoll, so you'll probably appreciate this. But the idea was to go over that mountain, and I was halfway up it going, I'm going so slowly. I'm not feeling well. I, I, my legs are just drained. I'm There's no nothing state. worse than when you got the flu. <laughs> yeah. I was there going, I should have, shouldn't have done this. But I also had the realization of, I'm not getting off this mountain apart from going over the top. And if I'm going over the top, then I've done most of the distance. So mm-hmm. I might as well finish. And that's what I did. But uh, no, what I want to talk about is how how your, your perception of how successful you're being as a, uh, in, in your, well, I'll say hobbies, but so this could apply to anything. It could be applied to Frisbee or, uh, I don't know, it might apply to your comics as well uh, for Cal Texas. But when you're doing really well, it really encourages you to do more work, put the extra hours in, get more training done. And when it's going badly, you can really go to a dark place. And it all adds up and takes away. So what happened uh, in this case was we had an event called The Wall. I think I spoke about it. It's the one that we, uh, the one that I dropped out of at uh, 60 kilometers in. And mm-hmm. on the train back the next day to go pick up the car, I felt terrible. I was so annoyed that we'd had to drop out. And I was there starting to think, am I pushing too hard? I'm not very good at this. Should I be prioritizing something else? Maybe I should just stop running for a bit and then focus on something else for a bit. And then I'll come back to this when I'm maybe better at it or something. I'm really not happy with it. I'm thinking like, so basically thinking giving up on running for a short while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, 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 that kind of bums you out. But then what happened was the next month we had another race, as, as happens, booked in already. Can't say no. And this one went really well. So it was the course I'd done before. I, this is one I knocked an hour off my time. I didn't have a cold that time. It was a great day. Uh, and at the end of that, so we finished the race, knocked an hour off my time. Great. Drove home. Drive home takes a couple of hours. The sort of the next night, I was actually thinking about the race and it, how well it had gone. And actually, I was at the point of where I was unable to sleep because I was I was thinking about running harder races. Right. So what essentially what happened is I didn't learn. I you, you latch onto the way it doesn't, something goes badly. You're thinking, this is stupid. I don't know why I do any of it. It went really well. And now I'm there going, do you know what? I need to run something harder. So I could really, I could really see that. Um, I did also thought about this when I'm, um, so the re- one of the reasons we think we had to drop out of the long one is because we were trying to run it together and we're just not experienced enough to do that. It's so much harder running at someone else's pace. Uh-huh. Um, because you, over over the course of a race this long, you have ebbs and flows. You know, you have points when you're running really well, you have points when you're not running so well, 
And the thing is, that if you're running together, you're always going at the slowest pace. So when you're going well, you're not making as much progress as you want out of it. And when you're going badly, you're slowing someone else down, which makes you feel worse. Yeah. Uh, so that's when I started to realize. Yeah, instead of having ebbs and flows, you're kind of like uh, spending more energy trying to be level, I guess. Yeah, so you're going slower and it's, it's harder work. Uh, which um, is interesting that at this point I was starting to realize I wouldn't put someone else through what I put myself through. So if somebody really didn't want to do it, if somebody wants to do an event, I'll encourage them. So it's great to go for them. But if somebody really doesn't want to, I'm not going to sit there and make you like say, no, you need to keep on running for another 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Really, it's a strong word for what I do. But anyway, because it, I know it really hurts. And that's part of the reason why running together doesn't work very well, because you don't really want to say to someone, I know it hurts, but you've got to keep on running. Mm-hmm. But that makes me wonder, if I won't do this to somebody else, why do I put myself through this? Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> and there's, there's no answer to that. Yeah. It, it, I guess it depends. Like, are you stubborn by nature? Pretty stubborn, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's how I go for most of these races. But that, that's part of why when we drop... So we've made a decision now. No running races together, and definitely not until it's, we've done a lot more. You know, like, if it's a shorter distance, great, because we know we can get through it. We've got like, the experience and the effort to get through it. But if it's a longer distance, we need to just not do it as a team. Uh, it would be different, I guess, if it was a team event, because that way I, <laughs> it's easier to make someone do something if I can't see it happening at the time. So right. in the last race, uh, we're going over Snowden. Uh, I'm, I'm ahead. Uh, I'm having a miserable time. And I'm thinking, why am I making, why, why am I making someone else do this? I hope she's okay. <laughs> because I, I'm like, you're going through the same thing at this time. You know how hard it is. Uh-huh. Like, but yes, like, it's, it's easy to forget how hard these things are when you're not right in front of them. But when you're halfway up a mountain, you think there's a person behind me that's doing this as well. And you probably God, I couldn't see it happening. Yeah, you don't want any any blame to say <laughs> they've gone through this pain because you've chosen it for yourself. But yeah, I, it's, I think it's, it's funny yeah. how. Yeah, it's really easy to uh, know that somebody wants to do something, but you still don't want to see them in that much pain. Yeah. I mean, there's also nothing wrong with, I think it's just a mentality of the start as well. There's nothing wrong with saying at the start, all right, good luck, see you at the end, maybe we'll see you along the way kind of thing. And that's with, you know, whether you're starting with someone or just a random person you meet along the trek. You don't have to like uh, keep up with them the whole time. It's just, um, you know, everyone's fighting their personal battle and then... Uh, get to the end kind of thing. That's, that's, that's what I like about it, it says a sport actually, is that it's taking on a, a big challenge and just pulling yourself through. I highly recommend it. If you want to be spend hours in the rain and with very sore legs and then get to the end and possibly go hyperthermic, give it a go. Well, I can't say... Have you been doing regains recently? Rogans? Yeah, we did one recently. We did a six-hour one. And they've definitely helped us... Six hours. Yeah, nothing, right? <laughs> That's definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely like this this trek yesterday because it was a very short trek. Like I went down, drove down to Albany on Friday, started late Friday, finished Sunday night, came back Monday morning. And Sunday afternoon, the whole thing wasn't fun for Copes. Going downhill, like is, I don't know, I'm definitely not at all trained. Like uh, body's less used to it than it used to be. But that, that whole afternoon. It's a lot of work. Yeah, you could just see like a what was ahead and we could also see the car park and so i'd i'd, I'd mentioned to Bryce like look i don't want to i don't want to put this out there but i mean if there is a track that goes straight to the car park um that doesn't require us going over <laughs> three more hills and the biggest mountain we've yet to climb uh maybe we could do that 
and said, there, no, there's no other way. We have to go over it. And from then, it was like, oh, well, we have to go over the big one. But that whole, uh, probably the next eight hours was just not fun. Like it, it was painful for me. I'm not sure what it was like for him. But I was like, just sitting there, like you're saying, going, this isn't fun. Like, uh, what are we even doing <laughs> doing this for? But I think it's the, we talked about it, but I think it's the achievement and what you feel afterwards and, and how you accomplished something and you went further than you thought you was. I'm sure that's got a lot to do with, you know, you when you go through these races and you are struggling and, and that the reason you come back is because you know what it feels like to feel good and you're just going to nut it out until that feeling comes back. It's definitely the ones, the harder races are the ones you feel better uh, afterwards. The, 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 yeah, the bigger sense of achievement is. If it's, if, it's, if it's a short race and I do okay, then I get to the end and go, ah, that was a long drive. <laughs> Got to make it worth yep. the drive. I've definitely, um, I know it's not revelationary, but when I, <laughs> is that your phone call? That is my, the grandfather oh, no, in the next room. That's better than that. I was wondering if you could hear that. I assumed you could. I love grandfather clock. I just love clocks. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I love them. I, I, gee, <laughs> right. Are you able to sleep with a ticking clock? Uh, me, no. No, but they're so nice. They're just there going... Usually, like, we got this obnoxious cuckoo clock from our trip, and I love that. But no, at, at night time, if there's a, a clock in, in the bedroom, I have to um, take it off the wall and take the battery out. I can't stand it. But I can see how it could be therapeutic. That's why I don't... Like, could you sleep with a rain machine on? It's like rain Probably. on the phone. What about... Because uh, I've tried this before. Uh, turns out, if, you're, if, if, if there's someone else in the room and they're not keen on this... They're not going to be happy if you can't sleep and you suddenly go, I know, I need some bird song halfway up. Because it would probably wake them up. Um, there is a line. Like, I'm guessing, like, uh, yeah, roosters aren't a good good or a good sound. Probably not. Probably not, no. I, but I, I love a ticking clock. I, I, think, I think they're great. It's, it's, it, it brings you a nice sense of So does that grandfather piece. clock, does the hour chime go during the night as well? And, yep. And that, does, oh, yes, right and that doesn't wake you up? Well, I sleep in an entirely different uh, house. Okay. I don't hear it. But, but... In its, in its previous home, which is at my grandparents' house where we used to stay, uh, you could hear it in the evening, and no, it did not wake me up. No, funny. Didn't wake me up at all. I, 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 I don't know about this. Like, what, what, makes, what wakes me up and what doesn't? I guess a lot of it comes down to, we probably don't notice most of the things that don't wake us up. And now we know quite a lot of noise. I find that I, I can sleep through a rooster crowing quite, quite happily. And, and now we know we can't wake up to smell. So there we go. From real Still or not. Try that out. These facts you learn. Yep. Yeah. I think mean, I could give it a go. <laughs> we'll have to get through the next 10 together. seconds before I can play it again. <laughs> Speaking of um, falling asleep, this um, I was just thinking the other day about uh, just dumb things I used to think as a kid, thinking they were smart. And I'm not sure if you've got any of these, but there's a couple that really came to mind. And one of them was when going to sleep, I'd have this, big, big clock that was, you know, the big red numbers, the digital clock. I'm sure everyone had these, you know, with AM, FM radio on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's a thing now, but it was definitely um, for me. And I'm yeah, there's just there's something, that, something about it. Because I, I want an alarm clock again, because that way I don't have to depend on my phone. Because this, when I have an alarm on my phone, I have to check two things. One is, is the alarm set? Number two, is the phone charging? Or yeah, and both are um, like very and important to that, each other. <laughs> yeah, very important. And also it means that the phone's always near or is always accessible from the bed, which, as we know from previous discussions, well, if, is not good. I'd, 
I'd recommend when you get the phone, because I did this, I had this exact same thought, bought alarm clock, the snooze cycle is every two minutes. So just a warning that um, <laughs> your first alarm clock might not be the best. There was this clock that I really wanted and it shoots, when you hit it, it shoots project, projector, not, not the time, not just the time on the wall, but it's a Batman one. So it shoots up a, a bat signal to your wall and illuminates half your room <laughs> with the time. And I thought that was awesome. I might get that one day. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, no. um, yeah, the stupid thing I was thinking was that um, I used to try and I wanted to know, and, and how do you know what time you go to sleep? You know, when people say, oh, I slept eight hours last night. How do you know that? How do you know what time you went to sleep? And so I would watch the clock and just stare at the clock. And I had this idea that when you go to sleep, you just suddenly go to sleep. And I would have tried this every night for probably a month trying to figure out what time I go to. And I just couldn't figure out. What, I just I was so angry at myself because I'd think I'd keep forgetting to look at the clock or something or I'd blink and, and I'd miss it or something. So I don't know what, how I thought I would do it. But occasionally the thought still comes up because I don't even know where I'm going this. I'm so tired right now. <laughs> hey, you, haven't, you haven't considered like maybe getting a sleep tracker or something? Is that with your heartbeat? Uh, I think so. The one I had for my Fitbit. I think that was based on Harvey. I don't, I'm not quite sure how it would set. It seemed to register it on a couple of different things, which would be movement and heart heart rate. Uh, and it was it was surprisingly good actually at like picking up naps in the afternoon. Like you just no, nothing telling it that I'm asleep. Like as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. from what I would think going into it, I can't really tell much difference between am I watching TV or am I asleep. But it was really good at picking it up. Right. Yeah, because sometimes you're very sedentary. I mean, when you're on a computer, you'd probably tell your arm's moving with it. It was also interesting to see like how much deep sleep and how much light sleep you'd been in. But I don't have any more because stupid Apple uh-huh. Watch weren't charged long enough for me to actually make make use of that. Uh, I don't know if it even can. Uh-oh. Shouldn't say many things about it. It's probably listening. Might. <laughs> do I think of any stupid charge story? Right. I do remember. The, 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 now, see, this is probably uh, someone could probably read far too much into this compared to what actually is the meaning of it. However, I, for some reason, it conjures up a memory of when I was at school, and I was probably uh, let me see, I was, would have been about four, nine, eight, nine, and at lunchtime. So we're there having lunch, and we were having a quite vivid argument about if you should have a bath in the morning before school or in the evening <laughs> before bed. And none of us could seem to comprehend that someone else's routine was the way to do it. And as far as we were all concerned, everyone else was just wrong. We're there, they're saying, no, you have to have a bed. You have to. So I was very, I don't know about you, but when I was a child, we had bars in the evening. And the idea of having one in the morning was uh-huh. alien to us. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I couldn't cope with it. I'm going to well, but you don't have time. You, you wake up in the morning. That just seems like a weird time to have a bath because you, you're about to go out and get dirty in the day. And whereas they're saying, why would you have it in the evening? You're about to go to sleep. So then you don't need to be clean. Well, I don't, it's weird how, when, yeah. I love how things like that because you're, yeah, you're as a kid, you're nine. And so for your whole long life that you've lived, that you remember like probably three or four years, that's the only thing that you've ever known. And so much must happen when kids go to sleep over their friends' places oh, yeah. and these kind of things happen. Like, you know, I don't know, they have uh, sugar in their Milo on their Wheaties or something, or or they have, I don't know, they do something, they wake up at a different time in the morning they or keep the eggs they've the got fridge. a different chore that they don't have. Exactly. Something weird like that. Or, uh, <laughs> or yeah. What are the other ones? What are the other weird ones? Like, um, I don't know, what was the other one? Ah, no, it's gone. 
it's gone. I remember thinking as a kid, like uh, I would, I was, because I was, you know, an adult in a kid's body, I had things figured out. And while people were busy either believing Santa or not believing Santa, I had the foolproof method. And mine was that when I was older, I was just not going to give my kids presents and that would prove oh. it. I'd, we'd soon find out if they got presents or not. Oh, it's foolproof, so right? No, but it wasn't but mean. It was just science. It's not, you're not meant, it's not meant to be science. <laughs> I know, but that's what I thought. Father Christmas is real because we want him to be real. But those, and I was like, in, in 20 years, I'll show them if he's real or it's, not. It's funny, isn't it? I, I remember the similar kind of thing when I was a child and you like, when you start to realise that maybe the person putting the presents at the end of your bed isn't a bearded man who comes down the chimney. But it's probably someone who's already in the house, and the call came from inside. That no, uh, but you and you start to think you're so clever because you've sussed it out and you know it, but and you don't realise that part of the allure of it is that people believe in it, and therefore that's where the magic comes from. Right, and that's made me sad. So you can't say that. No, you couldn't do that. You got to give because you were denying them the joy that they have that knowing that someone's going to come and bring them presents and it's all magical. It's the entire point. And Rudolph's going to be there and they get to leave out the cookies and the milk, which suspiciously disappears because and the carrot for Rudolph, and I don't know where that carrot goes, especially if it was in my house. It'd be, oh, well, Rudolph wasn't hungry. Yeah, no, I would not eat that. I don't know what they're doing with that. Rudolph wasn't hungry. But I the, guess they make one. But the cookies went from the plate and yeah. the extra ones in the cupboard, they disappeared too. Oh, wow. They're very, <laughs> they're very um, search and destroy type of things. <laughs> made himself at home. And, and it's when you start inside realise, like, why does he always use the same wrapping paper as everyone else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty dumb, aren't we? Uh, I still remember the year when um, listen, my dad uh, had done, not, not like stockings. This is the thing. We never really had stockings in my house. It was always a pillowcase. Uh-huh. I don't know what you had at your house, like with here's your Santa thing. It was like, stockings are stupid and expensive. Here's a pillowcase full of presents. Yay. I remember the year when uh, we we were about to go to church and we didn't have time to do the stockings. So I was just like, this came into the living room. It was just like, oh, right. This, uh, yeah, this is your one. This is your one. This is your one. Like, no pretense at all. We were just acknowledging, like, yeah. We all know what's going here on here. We haven't got time. For, we haven't got time for the extra guitars. <laughs> so it's just, that's, that, that, that's the death of innocence right there. And is that how you found out? I think we already knew by that point. But you also don't want to bring it up because you fear, you also don't know that because they've bought them all, they're going to give you more anyway, but you fear that you're going to get less presents once it's, um, once it's been discussed because you'll no longer get the Santa ones. Well, that's interesting as well because when that's kind of at an age when you really care about the presents. I don't know about you, now, uh, what you're like now, but I find yeah. Christmas presents are just an extra stress that I do not want to be dealing with, both giving and receiving. Oh, but I, still- I don't want things in my life. I don't want to have no, to try. I don't want I to still have to love it. Well, my, like if you want to give me chocolate, great. That'd be on. That's, that's the kind of thing I want. I want something I'm either going to use or uh, if you give if you give some money to charity on my behalf, great. I'm actually quite happy with that for two reasons. One, it's uh-huh. going to a good cause. I put that one first because that way people think better of me. Uh, two, I don't have to have a thing to find a place for. I can just go. Oh, look, there's a nice little card that says that you bought a goat for someone. I'm just going to put that into the Bernie pile. And it doesn't need to take up any space in my life, making more mess than I need. Well, I'm not advocating pointless presents, like the ones when you're seeing Christmas Eve when people are just going nuts in the shopping centers, grabbing whatever they can. I love that time of year. I'm thinking more like uh, what I like to do is just, I just keep a note on my phone and they've got each, each person in my family's name on it. And throughout the year, 
whenever anything someone comes up with, someone makes a passing comment about something or you see something in the shops and you go, oh, that's interesting, and you just write it down. And then when the time comes, uh, you just look at the list and you see what's still available and you go. And I really like the thought and process of getting something that they once wanted or is, is... I don't know, in line with their hobbies or their interests. And it's just, I don't know, more thoughtful. I like the thought going into a present than the actual thing itself, really. But I don't know, it's a good idea to write. The longer the build up, the better it is because it tends to be that something that they've wanted actually more. And they tend to have forgotten that they actually like asked for. So it seems even, even more right. Yeah. And I get, yeah. And I get more excited. I'm like, oh, good luck. Can't Christmas come? Because I've been waiting to give this to you for eight months. It's been hidden in the cupboard. You've probably seen it in there, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like where would you, well, I don't know where I would hide stuff if I wanted. I probably just wouldn't buy it stuff. Maybe I could hide it at work. No, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of hiding spots in this little apartment, I can tell you that. <laughs> but Nats are definitely right. not going looking in the cupboard under the sink. <laughs> yeah, that cupboard's out of bounds. You cannot look there. <laughs> Do you want to play real or right. Do I? Let me just... I mean, uh, you'd be trying to get the, the theme song in for the last 40 minutes. It's, uh, I'm just still getting it ready. <laughs> It wasn't even ready on time. Here we go. Real or not, is it real or not, or not? Oh, is it real or not, is it real or not, or not? Ooh. Really, really, really not. Yes. <laughs> right, the That's reason I bring this up, Copes, is because this week I've got some questions for you. Oh, so can't wait to win. The way, well, we'll have, I've got I've got the whole thing so I can write down if you get it right or not. I do have to explain it a little bit because it's a little bit different to normal. The way we okay. do it this time. So I Here's had a realization. Real or not? Yeah, continue. I mean, you could say all well, ten of them are real or not because you, I'm not mm. going to tell you the answer. You have to tell me the answer. But I had a realization recently, um, and that's to do with time dilation. So the longer, oh. the, the the more time there's been since an event, the harder it is to kind of comprehend or order how long that's time been. So it gets very hard to think about the time between two events that happened a long time ago. Okay. So the real or not is going to be, I'm going to give you two historical events. Hopefully you've heard of them. I'm pretty sure you should have heard most of them. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. Yep, keep going. And, the, and I want you to tell me if the event is, uh, the second event is closer in time to now or closer in time to the first event. Okay. Do you understand? So okay. what the, the, I'm, I'm going to phrase them all consistently to make it easier. So, for example, we'll go with the first question. Mm-hmm. So the, the event I'm talking about is the Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the release of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know the film? Is that the original one? Uh, I should have known that, written that is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the second what? It's not like the one that was just released, not the latest one. No, I've, I've, I mean, I, I, I would have really screwed up. Right, Harrison Ford back in the day. Yep, gotcha. Harrison Ford, looking it up. It's the first one. I should have known that. What's the second one? Oh, the Temple of Doom. Um, so anyway, so the first Indiana Jones film, released mm-hmm. the first Indiana Jones film, is is the first in the first Indiana Jones film is closer to now than the end of World War Two. Yes. Don't don't sit here and work it out. If you if you, you've got to think about it, is there? Like, yeah, find the dates. So the time between Indiana Jones and now is it less than yeah. the end of World War Two and now? Yes. 
Yes. No, no, that's no, no, no. <laughs> between the two, you don't, you, this is why I had to work out how to ask these questions. Oh, right. I got you. So, between World War II and Raiders or Raiders yeah. and here? Now, yeah. So uh, Raiders in the Lost Ark is closer to now than it okay. was, than Raiders is closer to the end of World War II. I think Raiders in World War II was closest. You think it was closer to Raiders? Okay. And the answer is? Uh, yeah, the I, I, I should have worded that one. No, uh, so yes, it was closer to the Raiders Lost Ark was closer to the end of World War Two than today. Ah, oh, yes. This is really, this is really testing. This is, I've never by about nine hundred days. So you got that oh, one. Oh, is that correct? All? About nine hundred days. Yeah. Wow. I, I came up. This that, this is the one where I came up with the idea because I was looking at. Um, I can't remember why. I was looking at the end of World War Two, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what's happened around about half time between then." So we could think about what, which was closer. And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, Raiders, that, that doesn't make sense." It seems really weird that 1981 is halfway between now and the end of World War Two. By the way, I should point out for uh, the pedants out there that the end of World War Two here is as defined by the surrender of Japan or VJ Day. So that yes. happened in 1945, uh, the second of September 1945. Raiders of the Lost Ark was released on the 12th of June 1981. Okay, so you got that one correct. Question number two. The first test match, so this is cricket, oh. is closer to now than Australia being founded. Uh, Australia being founded is defined as when the colony of New South Wales first happened. I mean, you should know this because it's Australia Day, right? I should know this, but this is Copes you're talking to. Uh, no, you should know what Australia Day is because you're Australian. Mm-hmm. I would say that... Um, but the test match, oh, gee, oh, I'm thinking it wrong as well. Test match or founded Australia? I would say the <laughs> uh, <laughs> test match and um, the founding of Australia was uh, what time? Do you, what kind of time scale do you think each one of them's on? You think so? So you think the first test match is closer to now than it was to? Australia being founded. I think that the, hmm, I feel like cricket's going to be like a curveball. Like it's going to be like, I don't know, 1700s or something. Um, so I'm going to say that I think the founding of Australia is shorter. You think the first test match is closer to Australia being founded than today? Yes. You are correct. Well done. Oh. It, that one is quite a long way, actually. The first test match was in 1877, and Australia was founded in 1788. Oh, man, I had it completely backwards. Thank God I can still get this right without being right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that correct. That was 20,000 days different. Man, I did not know when my country was founded. Interesting. I wrote down it. Uh, yes. So, yeah, so it's 142 years since the first test match, and the first test match was 90, uh, 89 years after Australia was founded. Okay. Question number three. Oasis releasing Wonderwall. Oh, you know the song? Yep. Do you know the song, Oasis? You, 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 you kind of, do you remember it coming out? Uh, no. But, oh, ish. Yeah, okay. I reckon I could. No. I'm going to guess. <laughs> somewhere near the, you know the, you know the somewhere song. near the founding of Australia. Yep. Right. So Oasis is closer to now than to man first landing on the moon. Oh. True or false? Or real or not, as some might say. Yeah, I well, Wonderwall. I know it was a big thing to play, to learn how to play in school. But that doesn't mean it was new. It just means it was easy and catchy. Um, but Oasis has been around for quite a while. Good band, though. They made, like, epic songs. 
Um, I always thought that Wonder Wall was actually not their best song. I much prefer Don't Me Don't Look Back in oh. Anger. It's basically the same song. It's so much better. It just hasn't been overplayed. Don't Look Back in Anger is a solid song. felt really proud when I could, because they're the kind of two songs you learn how to play from Oasis, and I felt a lot more prouder to learn how to play Don't Look Back in Anger. Um, I'm going to say that uh, real Oasis is closer to now than to the moon, Mars landing, which was fake anyway, so it's a bullshit question. Moon landing. Yeah. What I say, true. Oasis is closer to now than man landing on the moon by uh, three years. Man, these are a lot closer than I thought. You got that great. So yeah, Oasis released Wonderwall in 1995, and man first landed on the moon in 1969. So supposedly yeah, three years difference between those. Supposedly, okay. I would just like a score so, check. Uh, you're free for oh, free. I knew so that. I just wanted you to say it. All right, here's one. Facebook. Are you aware of what Facebook is? I heard about it. Right, so Facebook being created is closer to now than the fall of the than Facebook is to the fall of the Berlin Wall. Mm. Real or not? All right, let's work backwards here. I think when I first went to the states, I'd signed up for Facebook. That's how I got my friends on there. That was probably oh wait, you have friends? Believe it. (laughs) About five hundred, apparently. (laughs) Share them with me. <laughs> um, and that was about 06. So that's what, 13 years. And the fall of the Berlin Wall, I have no idea, even though I visited it last year, which is interesting. I walked around that whole place without even taking any information in. It's going to be pretty hard to work it out if you don't have any yeah. dates. But the photos, I can kind of remember. And they were colour, some of them. So I would say that it is false. It was closer to the Berlin Wall. You're correct. Facebook was being created was closer to the fall of the Berlin Wall than it is to <gasps> when was Berlin Wall. You were good at this. Uh, 11th of September, 1989. Huh. That's only a half a year in it. So it's four, uh, about a year in it. So it's... Between the two events is 14 and a half years, and between Facebook and now is 15 and a half huh. years. To be fair, I can't take credit this because I think they're much like you found very close. I don't even know how you research this, but um, it's a lot close. I'll give you a hint, mm-hmm. Copes. I tried to make them hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could go either way. All right. Okay, right. Here, I've got a comic one for you now. So Calvin and Hobbes, mm-hmm. you know, you know of Calvin and Hobbes, yes. So the first appearance of Calvin and Hobbes is closer to now than the comic debut of Casper the Ghost. Wow, I didn't even know that was a real comic. or not. Calvin and Hobbes. So we we had. I mean, it's technically, it's the first appearance is a storybook for Casper. So uh, children's story. We had Calvin and Hobbes as kids, and I'm going to say that was relatively new, like within less than ten years. I'm going to say that Casper was an old. Comics. You haven't thrown a curveball as in Casper's less. So I'm going to say that true, real, sorry, and then Calvin and Hobbes was closer than Casper. Calvin Hobbes closer now than it is yep. to Casper. You are good at this. That is also true. <sighs> My head is. Do you want, do you want, do you want me to phrase some yeah, things again? So Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin and Hobbes, the was, first appearance was. Uh, 18th of November 1985. Okay. So that's 33.8 okay. years ago. 
comic debut of Casper was the 16th of November 1945. Wow, so it was an oldie. 40 years before I'm gonna, I thought I'm going to say if you read a Casper comic. Sorry. When I read that, when I found that out, I was just like, no one's going to believe Casper's that old. Well, it just just only because I haven't nice seen a Casper comic, so I'm going to say it's one of those old old timers that is like, if you read it now, you'd be like, what? How did this get printed? I, 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 I agree. How I love that printed? movie though. Did you remember watching right, the movie? Um, no, of course. Oh Casper wait, hang on. on. Yeah, special effects, amazing. I don't remember it being as good as Scooby Doo. Mm, well, were they? They were. They were of uh-huh. the time. Okay. Right. Moving on from comics, we're going to go to quick a quick visit to video games. So, Halo Combat oh, Evolved. Yep. The release of Halo Combat Evolved is closer to now than the first release of Tetris. True or false? All right. The Combat Evolved, I would have played probably the end of high school. So I'm going to say that I was like year 11, which was probably like 03. That's 16 years. Screens would have been 87. And I reckon Tetris was made in Russia. So it's pretty old school. I reckon Combat Evolved was cl- real closer to now than Tetris. I finally oh. beat you. It's not. Halo is. The release of the original Halo is closer to the release of the original Tetris. Tetris. Uh, Tetris was in 1984. Really? That was really close. So possibly later than you thought it would be. Tetris was released yeah, on the 6th of June, 1984. Halo was released on the 15th of November, 2001. Ah, okay. Uh, they're pretty close. That's 17... It, it, so it's 17.8 years between Halo and now, 17.4 years uh-huh, between Halo uh-huh. and Tetris. Well, it, Tetris, it, there's a really interesting story about the behind of that. Forgotten it all, but it's got a graphic novel about it. You should, people should really check it out. <laughs> Something about the guy that I think was made in Russia and the guy that made it either made it through because of the company wanted him to or he did it in his spare time or something but basically he didn't own it at all and the company owned it all and then it got uh so he he's like made zero money from the huge success of tetris and it got shopped around to like you know uh formatted to Nintendo. They, they bought a bunch of it, but they didn't legitimately own the rights to it. And I don't know, just all interesting stuff back in the day. Worth a Google. All right, next one. Give it a watch. Next one. Uh, which one am I now? Okay, so Rugrats. Oh, I love that. Have you seen the Rugrats? There's a Netflix special, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, so the premiere of... Apparently. Is there? Go take it. Oh, good Lord. Anyway, Rugrats, so the first, the, the, you could say the series premiere, but basically the first appearance of the Rugrats is closer to now than the first broadcast of Doctor Who. True or false? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Doctor Who's lame. Just going to say it. And there goes all our ratings. Cheers for that, coach. <laughs> just, 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 just stay on the fence. Don't. <laughs> no, I don't get it. Don't get it. Just have to. I don't get why people like it. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a nerd. It's it's an institution. Not all institutions are good. Just saying, no one enjoyed school. This was... How could you not like Doctor Who? I mean, I don't watch it, but I still like it. Here's another bombshell. Star Trek. Lame. Gonna say it. Not a good series. Old. Okay. I, I agree with you on that one. I'm not a massive Star Trek fan. Although the new film's great. So I think I like the idea of Star uh-huh. Trek, just not the execution, which is a shame because the original series was you know, groundbreaking Maybe. a lot of things. Maybe. Anyway. So any, any yeah, listeners you, you've that are got to make a decision. Um, I'm going to say that 
Rugrats <laughs> loved, but I'm going to say I was out for a while when I was a kid and I'm going to say that Star Trek isn't that old comparatively speaking. So I'm going to say false because Rugrats is closer to Star Trek. When we're not talking Fuck, about we're not Star, talking Star Trek. Trek. We're, we're not talking about Star Trek. We're not talking about Star Trek. <laughs> you made up the question. We're talking about You brought Star Trek into this. Right. Rugrats, Doctor Who. Do you think Rugrats being released is closer to now I'm or gonna closer to the I'm going to put Star Trek and Doctor Who in the same bucket because they're both bad. So I'm going to put Rugrats and <sighs> Doctor Who slash Star Trek closer than now. So false. You think Rugrats is closer yep. to Doctor Who? Oh, yes. Correct. By about 100 days. So when was that? When was Doctor Who first? So Doctor Who was first broadcast on the 21st of, 23rd of November 1963. Wow. And the Rugrats was first broadcast on the 11th of August 1991, making Rugrats marginally younger than myself. And Doctor Who not quite twice my no, age. Right. I don't know how this works. I didn't write. I, I've worked that out. So I've been here. That's right. Anyway, moving on. You're doing pretty well. You've only got one wrong so far. I should, I, next time I write, no, these are make Don't worry about that. I think I'm lucking out. <laughs> okay, so the first monkey astronaut uh, is closer to now than the first monkey astronaut is to the invention of the phone. Oh, Jesus! So that's the first monkey that was the first monkey that was bundled into a rocket, compared to uh, the date that Bell and Edison both applied for their patents for the hmm. telephone. Interestingly, I heard a, there's a series, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or HBO or something, but they, they were doing the an, a different episode for each of the Apollo missions, which sounds really interesting. I'd love to see that, to the original stuff. But I don't know when uh, a monkey... I mean, I think it's true. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen a monkey in an astronaut suit, so you're not going to throw a curveball like that at me. So... Uh, the telephone. I'm going to say that was quite, quite old. So I'm going to say that the real, the monkey in space was closer to now. Maybe I should have made that one harder because, yeah, you're right. It was closer to now. Do you want to guess mm, yeah, what I have no idea of either. I was going to say like centuries ago was the, the phone, like some rudimentary. So if I tell you the phone was oh. uh, in 1876. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. How how much closer do you think the first monkey astronaut is? I'm going to say like, I don't know, 60s? A bit earlier than that. The first monkey astronaut really? was in 1948. Was there any humans on there? Yeah, that's the first time. No, they they bundled a, a primate, uh, a, a Rios macaque. Macaque? 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 Sure. Do you know good. which one that is? Macaque. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it, right? A macaque called Albert. He uh, They put him on a VT rocket. It's about as cruel as it comes. Uh, and as was... Oh, well, yeah, no. he died of suffocation during the flight. So that's that's a that's a very sad story. And uh, thank God they don't allow it anymore. Also, they kind of just put that on it. Anyway, oh god, I hope I hope I, I, the idea was to make them close, but I think I possibly made them a bit too easy. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. So this one's pretty close. The Australian dollar was introduced closer in time to now than the Australian dollar was introduced than the time between the Australian dollar being introduced and the sinking of the Titanic. Mm. Hmm. Do you nope. know when the uh, Australian dollar was? Introduced? I've already forgotten when Australia. I've already forgotten when Australia was founded. When the Australian... okay. It was founded in 1788, but I don't think that's going to help you in this case. Jack, I once heard that. I'm sure this record's been beaten, but I remember when the Titanic came out, a person watched it 130 times in the cinema. 
and they were going for a record of how many, the most amount of views in the cinema. I'm guessing people, some people have seen like, a, I don't know, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings more than that. Let's see, let's see. I would have thought the Titanic. Oh, do we have pounds and shit? That's right. We had your currency. Oh, you don't know what's going on, do you? But have you flipped oh, the oh, dates oh, oh. on me? Like is one, I would have thought Titanic was sooner than, so on that. Oh. When do you think the Titanic was sank? 30s? And the dollar? I have no idea. Oh, I guess Nan and Pop talk about pounds and shillings. Or are they just, I don't know. I'm going to say, I feel like I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to say that the Titanic and the dollar was closer, so not real. Ah, excellent. You got another one wrong. The, uh, the Titanic was uh, Titanic sank uh, officially on the nine, the fifteenth of April, nineteen twelve. It started sinking on the fourteenth. Ah, the fifteenth of April, nineteen twelve. Right. The Australian dollar was introduced on the fourteenth of February, nineteen sixty-six. Yep. No idea. So the, the difference in time between uh, before and after is a hundred days, uh, hundred and three days, fifty-three years. I've way. This is the thing I've always always thought about, like history. Like I remember telling you about how this person at work didn't know what the Loch Ness monster was, never heard of it, just because it's never come up in conversation. Yeah. Oddly enough, and said, so "Like, what's this monster you speak of?" Like, I never once took a history class, and I guess I don't pay attention to public holidays, but I just have no knowledge of Australian history, just because it's not like dinner conversation with my friends or family, and. I just don't. I don't know when people learn all these facts about my own country. I should probably point no, out because it's I not, had to look up all of these yeah. dates. I didn't know any of these it's dates. It's not interesting. These are great, though. Right, the last one. So, uh, I mean, you, you've 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 pretty comprehensively won this round, seeing as you've only got two wrong so far. So you're seven for nine. But this is to get an A or a B. So this, this is, is to get an A deal. or a B. Are you going to finish on a high? Right. So. We've already done Facebook, but this one's going to be about YouTube. So the time mm. between YouTube being founded and now is less than the time between YouTube being founded and the initial release of World Wide Web, which, uh, for those who don't know, is the first ever internet browser. Mm. It was the first web browser. It was later named to Nexus. So basically, do you think there was more time between the first internet browser being released and YouTube being founded? or YouTube being founded, and now? I mean, you see a lot of the, like the history of, uh, things, are like screenshots of the first YouTube page, the first Twitter page. They were pretty rudimentary, like pretty basic HTML. This is before they were like acquired by Google. So pretty early on in the piece, I'm going to say between 95 and 2000. Uh, but... But when was the first browser released? Internet. We're talking browser, okay. So like not, not like the... BBS boards. No, but it was developed by Tim Berners-Lee, so it basically could be considered the birth of like actually using the internet for a proper, well, from, for a browser instead of it just being computers talking to each other. I'm going to say, because it was all in universities before it was in the public, and I'm going to say that was quite early because I remember... John Ramiro would talk about it when he was a kid. And he was the guy that did the dooms and quakes. So I'm going to, however, 95 and 2000 is like 20 years from now, which would make it the late 70s. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
I'm going to say that it is not real that the internet and YouTube is closer than now. You think YouTube, YouTube. is closer to now than YouTube is to now? No, he's closer to... Uh, oh, you think, you think there's been more internet since YouTube started than before YouTube started? Yeah. Yeah. God damn, you're correct right. again. You're right oh, again. You tried to bluff me out of it, you bastard. <laughs> so from the, from the first release uh, to YouTube being founded was 14.1 day, uh, for one years. Since YouTube has been founded, it's 14 and a half years. Oh, I mean, so it's still a guess. It's, but, it, but it's really what, weird for me to think that the majority of the time that the internet has been, uh, that browsers have existed, YouTube's been a thing. Yeah, and it's such a pivotal place now. Like it's basically, I think it, they said it's the number two search engine. Number one is Google, number two is YouTube. People use it to search for anything. It's just so weird. Like how... In my head, the internet has been around for so much longer than that. Although I'm, that's what that was kind of the point I came across this, which is that I remember the times earlier in life you give so much more uh, weight than you do for more recently. So, since I moved back from Australia, uh, what two years ago, and that doesn't feel like anywhere near as long as the first two years when I moved to Australia. Although I was there for four yeah. years, and then when I was there, like the, the second two years felt way shorter than the first two years. Yeah, more recent years just pass by. In the end, we are naught but dust. But uh, that's a cheery... Man, that was a fun game. I, that's, you've stepped up the game uh, in terms of research. I'm, I'm going to have to think long and hard. I think, uh, I, I think it's, a, it's a format that could do with some tweaking, but I reckon if you've got some... Uh, if anyone's listening and they've got some real or nots, maybe in the same format, maybe they want to send in some different questions, but uh, you know where to find us. Where can they find us, Scopes? They can find us at www.puppiesandwatermelon.com there is a message form there or on the Facebook page Puppies and Watermelon you can message us directly from there and yeah we're actually on the we've, we're fresh out of songs as well from Scott Devnish we had a good good um, good run with his music and heard some good stuff from friends how they enjoyed listening I really enjoyed listening to the music at the end so uh, if um, we have any other friends that are well, if Scott's got more, please get in touch. Or if any other friends that have music that are or musically inclined, we'd love to to play it at the end because it's um if we've got even though it's a small platform, it's something fun to share with anyone else listening. Yeah, please do send it in. And uh, thanks for listening. I guess we will catch you next time. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a final quote to leave you with. Um, this one was I don't know who who wrote this, but um, stop rewarding yourself with food because you're not a dog. We'll see you next time. Screen. <clears throat> That's stopping my caps. <laughs> well, dogs eat ice cream. Dogs eat ice cream. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. I didn't expect the quote to knock me for six like that. Anyway, we should go now. Thanks for, stop- Thanks for stopping by, Copes. Cool. See you later.